You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, off the top, there was meant to be a dribbler dribbles podcast. There was a technical bedsheet for which multiple interns have been uh, shot. I will have to, you know, call it what it is. They've been shot. Um, now, is that podcast just going to be amalgamated with this week's one and put out on Thursday? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd ask the interns, but they're all dead, so I don't know. That's the plan, though, I think, if me and Eddie are just acting on our feet. Dribbler, dri- Dribbler Podcast 2 will be out this week. Now, as I welcome in my co-host, darling friend, and throbber of the ice, Edward Simpson, I ask you why you're looking so tired today. Mate, I just went to I went to Dubbo over the weekend. Mother's Day, obviously on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that have driven from Sydney to Dubbo, it can be rather taxing. Time? What was the time? It's five hours. Nate had to stop a couple of times for Elsa to use the bathroom to get some food to eat. There was road work after road work after road work through like um, Mudgee from Dubbo to Mudgee, and then over the mountains on the Bells Line, which just sort of tacked on an unnecessary element to when the trip. When you have to you see the traffic then banks up? Well, it just it's just it was just annoying me. I had to get back and do a phone call with a client at two o'clock and it, time was getting a bit tight and then I just thought, well I'll give myself I was supposed to give myself, you know, a couple of hours to get back and just settle. Yeah. But I, I didn't have that only out about twenty five minutes and it just stressed me out a bit and I'm just I was just, I'm a bit flat off the back of that, you know what I mean? But I'm okay. Like, but you're wearing... I've had a good weekend, I've had a great yeah. weekend, but you know, taxing. I drank a lot of piss. Yeah, right, so it was a boozy weekend. Yeah, yeah, oh, I sh- okay. yeah, yeah, oh shit, yeah, oh shit, yeah. But it was beautiful, mate, great weather, good to be home. Ella didn't want to do any of the, the heavy lifting of the driving back? I'm happy to do it, I'm happy to do it. I'm just, I'm now reaping what I sow. Yeah, okay. So you aren't complaining about the fact you had to drive the No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm just explaining to you why I'm a bit flat. Yeah. But I'm okay. Uh, yeah, Dribbler Pod. It was good this week as well, punters and dribblers. I really enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, intern's no longer with us. It'll be out Friday, I think. Interns. I think it's out Friday. Well, with Friday or maybe we're thinking even the weekends maybe for like... But if we... Well, Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Probably Saturday. Uh, if you want to intern for us, We've got, we're, we're looking for new interns. And you're listening to this podcast, you obviously know how to get in touch. Um, if you'd like to make a dribble based submission via the hotline, that'd be bold. I tell you what, it'll put you near the top of the list. <laughs> if I got a dribbler hotline submission for intern duties, I'd I'd consider that to be um, bold yeah, and beautiful. Yeah, absolutely bold and beautiful, and akin to sort of you know wowing. Yeah, like I mean, perspective. We're bosses. a bit, we're a bit, we're a bit left of field, mate. We're a bit, you know, we're a bit quirky in that yeah. way. Like if you just send me an email with your resume, I'm gonna delete it. Yeah. Fact, I need yeah, more than that. We need. We'll we'll use it. We'll print it off and use it as toilet paper. There was one kid who got in touch re-interning for the the podcast. And then COVID struck. We sort of fell out of touch. Look, if Tom and I take weeks to reply to you, don't take that as like some sort of personal insult Slight. or jab at you. No. It's just that We're Tom that and I, we've got, we've got better things to do sometimes. <laughs> and that's just, the, that's just the nature of the beast. But it doesn't mean we don't love you and that we wouldn't get in touch. Now, that, to that you know, dribbler maybe. who came in and backed out... Yeah. Mate, we, we're prepared to have you back, yeah. seeing as though we are short on interns. Yeah, we have now offed a bunch. Um, but anyway, look, that's all by the by. Obviously a lovely weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there. To all the mums who've gone the big lift over our lives. Tremendous stuff. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. 
Uh, this podcast is a gift to you, yeah, this, the mothers. This podcast is brought to you by mums everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proudly supported by mums. You know who you are. Um, how was yours, buddy? Mum was, was good. Steph's first Mother's Day. Oh, I, I saw some photos. Yeah. Uh, my, my heart is still melted. Yes. Very uh, I had to bring it here in a bag. <laughs> Put it in the freezer. So that was nice. Had Steph's mum, my mum, my brother and sister over. We hosted a do. I shucked oysters. Did you? Yeah. Once you've shucked an oyster, brah, you, can you can't sh- go back. But you're, you're now a man that can shuck oysters. Well, it's just another it's another notch on the old belt, as yeah. it were. Another... another st- string to the bow? String to the bow. Badge on the, 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 the lapel? The, the proverbial... The lapel of, of life? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the, 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 old, the old life lapel? Yeah. L- yeah, a badge on the lapel and if you of can, life. That's it. And if you can whip out the old the old shucking tool and shuck a few oysters in front of, you know, family and friends, I think you, you know, you've gone the flex. Yeah, well, there is and something And people know what that. you're about. Yeah. It's like, mate, I shuck these myself. I don't buy them at the shops and bring them back in a little... like some pussy. Yeah, wrapped in fucking glad wrap, and then they're dry as shit, and they nah. taste awful, and people nah. start gagging, and they go home, and they get bloody food poisoning. <laughs> that's all your fault, because you're a beater that can't shuck oysters. So step it up if you can't step, shuck oysters. Step up your, your life lapel game. <laughs> and get to shucking. And get to shuck and get that shucking badge on there. So that was nice. Uh, shout out again to all the mums. Um, outside of that, Eddie, ISO life. I, you know, there was one thing I wanted to, in terms of ISO rhetoric, ISO life, living in isolation, that I wanted to talk about. Just because I heard you drop it on a group chat recently. And I feel like, you know, there's no time like this to bring it up. But that you basically, since you've been living in isolation with uh, Ella's family, Mm. have basically been unbeaten across every form of competition. Look, they're a competitive bunch bunch of Dumbrells, particularly the old man, Tim. Shout out, Tim. Um, Look, and, you know, there's there's hardy competition across a multitude of different sports and, and games. Disciplines. Scrabble. Unbeaten. Really? Uh, Trivial Pursuit, unbeaten. Uh, Finska, unbeaten. Bulge or bowls or where you throw the ball. Like the metal ball. Yeah, the metal ball. Yeah, let's call it, uh, I don't know, ball. It's not bowls, but it's... It's like bulge or something. Anyway. Dior. Dior punters and dribblers. I mean, I'm probably probably 30 and 0 there. Oh, really? Like big numbers. (laughs) Big numbers. They didn't realise the... Prodigious talent that Look, they were. They didn't know what they were dealing with. Yeah. Prodigious has been thrown around. Yeah. yeah. Generational. I mean, look, it's, they're just names. They're just titles, yeah. you know? <laughs> you just, you roll with the punches and you, stay, you keep racking up wins. That's all you can do in my yeah. game. Yeah. I'm undefeated. Sure, maybe one day the, the, the L will come, yeah, but right. it hasn't come yet. And we can't see it in the, like, it's not, it doesn't look like it's coming soon. No, it doesn't. There's and, no indication whatsoever that, it, that an L's on route, Tom. And how is the mood around the house having such a big dick swinger such as yourself? There's an aura. There's an aura, sure. And you got to manage that. you got to duck when you come into doorways. Like, you know, there's a bit on there. Well, you can't walk frontways. I assume you no, just no, turn no, side no, on. The no, chest gotta, you, is puffed out and the shoulders as broad yeah, as the exactly, fucking country. Exactly. And that's, that's, mate, that comes with Ws. I mean, it's and, hard and, to... And Tim's a good man. Shout out Tim again. How's he handling, you know, not getting a win? Look, or family dynamic in general. Look, I can... I, under t- underneath, it's burning him up. He's a competitive <laughs> guy. Really competitive guy. And it's burning him up. Yeah, right. I mean, there'd be a lot of sleepless nights for Tim, I think. Is he, there shit talking there's a little bit around the breakfast table like a little bit like i'm I'm pretty modest the butter champ 
Yeah, I'm pretty modest, but yeah. he knows. Under like it's sort of unwritten. I just got to look at him. Yeah, and, you know, he knows. Yeah, yeah, he knows. Finska score, bro. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, it's it's not easy being that dominant, particularly when you're living in a home that's not yours. You're a guest. Yeah. And putting the flex on all the time and, and racking up wins, like I said before, it can be a little bit like, I don't know, is it rude? Maybe you've got to lose on purpose. Does that ever come into your mind? Thinking, well, like, you know, when you've got, you know, like... when you're like, when you're younger, your old man always lets you beat you? Yeah. Beat him? Yeah. I mean, should I start going down that path? Well, I mean, is that more disrespectful? To I don't know. Well, I probably probably is now that we've talked about it. <laughs> I maybe I should have done it at the start, but I'm giving mean, him an early win and then giving him early wins. But <laughs> he would have liked that anyway. <laughs> it's just not in your nature, though. It's is not it? my nature. No. It's not my nature. No. I like to dominate. Yeah, I get especially uh, and then you watch the last dance and Mike was just dominating and he's setting the bar super high and that's something to aspire to. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. When you're out there throwing the finger and you, yeah. you you got to make you got to get a twelve for the win. And you're on your third throw, and if you miss, it's all over. And you just, and you're 15 meters out, and you just throw the perfect throw, and just bang, and just bang, and it's all over. Walk off Finsk for 12. <laughs> I mean, it's the stuff of legend, isn't it? I mean, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning, Tom. I'm addicted oh. to it. <laughs> A walk off Finsk at 12. There's nothing quite like it. I don't think any. <laughs> so rugby league, God's game, God's winning game. Uh, obviously helmed by the one, the only Saint PVL, Saint Peter Volandis. We've spoken at length, bro, about uh, the game's ability to uh, surprise us and uh, to be more than just a game and more like a soap opera that is just, you know, rooted in a game of rugby league. Mm. No one could have predicted when the uh, PVL came in, you know, ice pick Todd Lee Varley. Started getting the wheels in motion, lobbied governments here and there and getting everything back up. The, the, the thing that now could fuck us is anti-vaxxers. And they're coming out of the woodworks. Firstly, it was Bryce, mm. anti-vaxxer number one. Well, he's sort of their brave heart almost. It you know? seems that way. It seems like Bryce is the figurehead of... Uh, you know, uh, of the, the anti-vaxxer movement. Well, he's leading them into battle. I mean... Some could argue that he's got a knife to his back by his wife, I think and that's and uh, you know a slip here or a slip there could mean a severed spine. I mean that might be playing on Bryce's mind. I think yeah. it probably is, but he's come too far now to back, to out. back out. I mean, look, he's going to go down swinging. As well, it he's were. been stood down. Yeah. Well, for now, we'll yes. see. Yeah. I mean, it, but like you say, had we known, had we been able to foresee this. You couldn't write it. You couldn't read about it. Like, it's just, it seems so unfathomable that this could even be an issue with what the gamers had to overcome. Like, once in a hundred year pandemic <laughs> almost single handedly cripples the game we all love. And as each um, yardstick has passed, or milestone has mm. passed, and we get closer to the 28th, I mean, it's not even, what is it, two weeks on Thursday? Yeah. Like, fuck, you can reach out and touch it, mate. Yeah. And then at, at the very, what, we're not quite at the 11th hour, but it's... it's we're probably at, what, the 8th the or the 7th hour? It's dusk. Yeah. At dusk, yeah. Bryce arrives with his with his troop of, of misfits yeah. and... Alternate medicine or alternate form of... of uh, hippies. Information. Is, it's not even hippies. I don't even think hippies are that dumb. Hippies isn't the right word. No, they're not hippies. They're kind of... What I feel like they are is like... Forgotten by society. No, but they're just kind of like dumb. They're not super intelligent people, it seems. Look. To me. 
it seems like they also, if I can just... Well, they've got their blinkers on, mate. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, Married to their ideas? S- mate, tunnel vision? Like, come on. Yes, you've watched a, and I'll admit, sometimes um, quite a... What's compelling compelling YouTube video, right? I've been compelled by YouTube you videos. You and I have been compelled. Shout out to Zeitgeist. Who hasn't been compelled Tower by... Tower 7. Mate, Tower 7? That got you, me and you going yeah. back when we were, on the, when we were roasting when a we were couple. When we were on the cones? When we were roasting a couple. This is cone chat, right? It's sort of... It seems like... But the, but the thing about cone chat is you sort of think that it, it lives... And exists only in, you know, 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. when you're at uni yeah. and you've got nothing else to do. That's sort of where That's the where conspiracy <laughs> theory sort of lives and persists. Yeah. And to see it now in the mainstream, as yeah. it were, yeah. you know, infecting the minds of the, the vulnerable and the weak. Yes. And when you're roasting a couple, you are vulnerable and weak. Oh, very um, much so. It's it's surprising to me because, yes, there's compelling YouTube videos, but there's also, guys, compelling videos that balance that counter that yes that you're not watching no you're only watching one side of it you're not watching both sides that's the problem yes that's compelling but that's compelling in isolation and with you've got to watch it with everything else and then drop the cones like you can't watch one video while you're roasting and expect to know all the secrets of the universe mate no that's gonna be tough it's tough to sort of hang your hat on pure cone in the cone cone rhetoric is not mate like you want to you want to base life and death decisions on cone rhetoric? <laughs> I don't think so, mate. It's a, it's a tough sell for us. What I will say is this as well. I've got no issue if you don't want to get vaccinated. Like, if you don't want the flu shot. I actually don't have a problem. But unfortunately, if the game needs you to, to play... But there's, there's, more, there's, not, there's more at work here. We're not saying that you can't... You can have the decision not to get the flu vaccine, right? Because the general flu isn't that deadly, right? No. Like if you said to me, I don't want to get polio vaccination. I'd be like, you're a... And is- in doing so, you spread your rhetoric and, you know, in- infect other people with yes. kind rhetoric. And more and more people say no to the polio vaccine. Then polio comes back. Then we've got a problem. Then we've got a problem. Same thing happening with measles, yes. right? But if you're just talking about the flu, I'm, I'm okay with I'm that. cool with that. But there's bigger... There's a bigger picture that you're ignoring. Yes. There's a bigger picture, right? And that's the survival of the game. Now, I thought Bryce loved the game. I was under the impression that Bryce loved the game of rugby. I thought he loved the game. If Bryce uh, had, would have hundreds of vaccines in him, maybe not hundreds, but... He's had a lifetime of vaccine. He's had a lifetime of vaccine, and he's still with us, and he's still kicking goals, and he's still getting paid handsomely to play rugby league. Mm. Now, all the game's asking of him is to make one small sacrifice, put another vaccine on top of the, the many he's already got. Yes. So that we can get rugby league back and the club survive and the game that is dear to all of us continues to thrive and prosper. Now, I again, is that too much to ask? I don't think the NRL needs to put in some fucking rule of like moving forward, all players must have the flu shot. But in the mo- in the time of a pandemic where flus can make it, you know, where where the flu is the second worst fucking thing you can get in flu season. And they're just saying, listen, for this year, the government directive, so we can come back, just have the flu shots, or you're not playing. Because what they would have said was, when they went to the government, right? When PVL went to the government, when he's lobbying people in dark corners and he's and making he's, moves yeah. and he's getting things done, people, yeah. and he's getting things done, they would have been like, we need to see a very fucking strict biosecurity protocol and plan. And when you talk to experts, they would have gone, look, it's not 100% absolutely necessary, but... 
if you want to sell this to the powers that be, putting the flu vaccine in there is going to make it look squeakier. That's it. It's cleaner. Gonna, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, not going to leak. It's, yeah. You, you, the, watertight. It's watertight, punters and jibblers. Like, it's... Titanic could have done with more watertight doors, That's right? It. Had it had them, she'd still be floating. She'd still be with us. You could go and visit it now. Yeah. She'd be with us. Yeah. But she's lost because it wasn't watertight. It wasn't watertight. Okay. Now, I tell you where, the, where I guess maybe the NRL can be forgiven is that I think even the NRL who oversee uh, an organization of rugby league players can sometimes forget that rugby league players are a different breed. Different breed, mate. It shocks me that they forget. Yes, it does. But these things happen. What... Uh, I think it was Kent, Paul Kent or someone was saying is that they went to the government and they said, all right, they'll all get flu shots. Then they got that signed off on the, by the government. Then they went back to the NRL or back to the players. And then someone from the NRL changed that clause to say they don't, it's not compulsory to have a flu shot. They just got to sign a waiver to say that they won't play. And then the NRL, uh, then the government's like, uh, nah, bro, that's not what we signed off on. You've changed this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly. Now, Anastasia Palaszczuk's come out being like, not playing. No. Because in a, as a, a government, again, puns and dribblers, you've got to understand a government in pandemic times who want the game to come back, but they need to be seen to be doing everything in the best interest of the people. Yes. Okay. That's why you're getting forced to do it. Now, if you don't get your child vaccinated, there are some daycares that go in their best interest of the, the whole group of children, we won't allow you to come. Now, you can choose not to get vaccinated. You don't have to come to preschool. That's fine. That's what's happening here. Yeah. You don't have to get it, but you're not playing. You're not playing Because it's league. a pandemic. And we've got to fuck across our T's and dot our eyes. But the problem that we're facing with these people, Eddie, with these anti-vaxxers, who I think driven largely by the wags that you know uh, sit in the shadows, or actually they don't, they want to be famous, um, that uh, they think the pandemic's fake. See, they the, call it a sham. But see, exactly. But that's where you get to when you roast up. Yeah, that's that's when they're, they're, it's roasting rhetoric, yeah. mate. <laughs> it is like okay, they want to control us. Don't you think they've already fucking got us by the balls, mate? With yeah. taxes out the ass and fucking credit card fees of twenty percent just to borrow a bit of coin, like. You know what I mean? They can shut me down. Yeah. They're all listening to your What do you mean? Do you, you know how you travel overseas? You've got to get a passport. You've got to be yeah. vetted, mate. they got you by the balls in every fucking way. Which way they want, mate. You know, you you're not that happen? free, bro. You can't just do whatever the fuck you <laughs> no. want. You and know what, what I mean? What do you think they're going to change? Like, I follow now. Well, we've been blocked by a bunch of anti-vaxxer mums on Instagram, on the Hello Sport account, because, you know, we'll leave a couple of comments that are just sort of trolling or, you know. Well, we're asking questions, but, you know, they maybe don't like it. Um, but so I'll follow them on my, just my personal account and they seem to talk like they think they are on the front line of what is an impending revolution. They think they're like, they've awoken from Some, like something and they're leading the revolution. They're like, stand up now. Now's the time to do this. We've yeah, but... got to change the world for our but, kids. But what like... platform are they using to preach this? Instagram. Like you want to talk about control, mate. <laughs> Like, they know fucking every single itty bit about you, and mate. And they own all the content. They own your whole data, mate. They've got every fucking... They listen to your fucking phone calls. Yeah. They look at your images on your phone. Like, and you, <laughs> what, you're worried about control, but you're allowing them to control... Like, what if, are you talking about? The, 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 the whole, like... Th but define control. What are you... What, what, as in they're going to be able to, like, tell you what to do? Well, or, like, they're giving you vaccines that make you sick. And then with 5G... They think it creates but why? To what end? To what end do they make? Why would they want to make you sick? Mate, if control. you... Control. But that... What are you talking about? They already control everything. Everything's controlled. But do you... Boy, just 
stop for one second and do a little bit of research, bit of dioring, mate. Until recently, like you go back 200 years, it was like some staggering amount of people died violent deaths. Like the life expectancy of people was like 30 years old, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are you talking? Go back there if you want, bruh. That's fine. That's fine, mate. If you want to live like that, if you want to die at 35, what are you talking about? Look at the look at life expectancies, mate. We're fucking flying. We're flying, We've mate. We've never been older. We've never been older and healthier. And, mate, I give you the hot tip. Being super old doesn't look that fun. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Go into a fucking retirement home, mate, and tell me they're having a time of their lives. Dude, I've no, seen a couple we of... Can, we keep people alive for too long We now. do, actually. We should start killing people. <laughs> <laughs> There's some cone rhetoric for you. We're letting people get too old in this place. Well, I mean, there is a little bit of that, if I can get if I can roast one here on, on, cam- on mic, is that, like, we should start euthanizing people and, like, ethically... <laughs> People can just roast up with you, punters and dribblers. Sometimes people are too old, too sick, and like it's, it's illegal a, for for you to kill them or for them to kill themselves. Mate, I tell you what, it it is a tremendous strain on the healthcare system. Now, and we're, <laughs> that's we're not exactly my point. No, but I'm saying no, but I'm just saying like you know, where these people can't even oh, look. We're getting a bit roasty here. Well, all I'm I saying mean, is let's roast. Like yeah, old, people living as late as they do now is. Mm. And they can become super reliant on the healthcare system, right? Yes. Like people can't feed themselves or yeah. bath themselves and shit just out of old age sometimes, yes. right? You're talking about euthanizing if they want it, ethical euthanization, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right, yeah, but, yeah. But, but that's already a strain, right? Why would you infect young, healthy people just to, to make, make it, it bigger, a bigger a strain? It doesn't no, make sense. It doesn't make sense. And the idea that there's these crummy old men that sit around and fucking pour nice bloody whiskies and smoke cigars and plot the downfall of the weak and the vulnerable and the common man. Why? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, say Peter Volandis, I don't think when he took the job on, he, he knew, he knew how many the, cones were being smoked? But the, the biggest foe may not be the pandemic itself, but no. it may be... From within. Cone rhetoric. Yeah, cone rhetoric. The roasting. Funnily enough, you know, we seem to have been able to flatten the curve of COVID, but the curve is well and truly spiking in terms of the virality of dumb ideas. Oh, mate, dumb ideas. It's it's exponential growth yeah. and it's frightening. It's t- that is not being flattened right now. That is at an all-time high. Mm. And what else is funny is that, like, <clears throat> Cartwright's Misso, who I, again, uh, thought it was apt to compare the anti-vaxxer movement to uh, Anne Frank's plight. Oh, God. The young Jewish girl who lived in an attic as she was trying to avoid extermination. And was subsequently... Exterminated. She's no longer with us. Anne. To to try and tack your wagon onto that to bring Anne into this. Oh my! It's, that's the last disrespect that you, that you, Anne you can't go lower than that. No. Well, it just. But again, I just think it's it's that is the crystallization of someone that is stupid, right? Yeah. It's going. Oh, you're a fucking. Idiot. Oh, this anti-vaxxer movement, like us being told to get vaccinated, which has no effect on my life. I'm going to compare to the plight of the Jews. In to World the plight of the Jews. I'm sorry. That I will. I don't think that you're trying to be like super insensitive. Yes, you are being insensitive, but because you're stupid, not because <laughs> you're an insense. Not because you're trying to. No, be she's not. No, she's, she's not, not trying, trying to be like a shock jock. No, no she's no. just dumb. No. What is going on here? Like, what are you doing? What is the end game for you? Is it? 
You're, you're stoned. trying. You're stoned to, again, aren't dude, you? Dude, are you are you roasting up again? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Poor old Anne Frank. She'd be turning in a grave, mate. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously though, she's going. What? How have I been dragged into, into this? this? Into the into the NRL restarting. This was <laughs> not why I wrote the you know my diaries to yeah. be one day dragged into an NRL anti-vax <laughs> debate. Fucking, you know, about whether or not I should get the flu vaccine. No, exactly. Eighty years after the fact. <laughs> oh my god, it's just. But you know what it is, punters and dribblers. As we start to, to come down back to normalcy, normalcy, normalcy. Oh, or normality, normality. Thank you. Uh, it's just, it's just further evidence that it is the greatest game of all, oh, it's the and best that game it, ever. and that it's it, it is become part of the fabric. It's part of the furniture of society now. Yeah. You know, NRL. It's one and the other. Yes. Whereas scaredy cat AFL, they don't know where they are. They don't know they're left, oh right, oh, up or might, down. We might come back in July. Oh, my God, Gil, you are just the biggest scaredy cat. <laughs> you are, I've never seen a bigger scaredy Do cat. Do you reckon Gil, when he stands at the trough for a piss, has his pants all the way down around his ankles? No, like a, he's like a stall. A, he's like, a stall guy. No, I reckon he's, but I reckon he's like a preschooler. Whether he's at the trough or in the stall, I guarantee his pants you, are around his ankles. I guarantee you... He's a stall guy. But do you remember kids when you'd like? Yes, of course. When I do. when they would like, it was like you're too old to have your your your, your pants around your ankles now, mm. mate. Like you just pull it out and piss. I feel yeah. like Gil, scaredy cat, he stall wears, guy, he pants wears, around the ankles. He wears flap hats. He wears you what? Know, flap hats. Oh yeah, the flap hat. Yeah, like I'm pro. Time. We're pro sun safety here. But Absolutely. You, put a bucket on. Put it. Yeah. Put a bucket on. Don't flap hat it. I mean, you're too old, Gil. You're meant to be running a fucking. National sport here. No, you're you're an idiot. A billion dollar organization. You were saying that apparently AFL's got another scandal. Oh, so this is now. If you're talking hullabaloo, Eddie, <laughs> and the era of hullabaloo, Joel Selwood, I believe, Dior, because that sounds about right. At this stage, no one remembers anything about AFL, but Joel Selwood, everyone's in ISO, TikTok, you know, everyone's doing them. Not us, won't be, but everyone's trying to be like funny on TikTok. And Joel and his missus are at home, lockdown, isolation, all that jazz. And he got his bucket, like his mop bucket with water in it. And he, him and his misso, and he, he's holding his wife upside down. And he's dipping her long hair into the bucket and then mopping the ground with it like it's a fucking laugh. She's laughing. Everyone's laughing. Now, can you imagine how that might offend people? Well, I can imagine that people would draw very long bows, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's now since deleted it because he's been shamed so hard for it because people are saying that this only reinforces domestic violence stereo, uh, like female stereotypes and domestic violence narratives. How is that? How is that? How is that? How, how is that? A married how loving it, how couple does, having a she, laugh. But, but like to imply that she wasn't playing her part, she <laughs> was more than happy to go. I tell you why she was getting dipped, not him. Because she wouldn't have been able she to can't dip him. lift him up. He's a 108 kilo fucking AFL player. Like, I and mean. she's got long hair. Is that really like, are we still there where we're reinforcing stereotypes? Like, I'm the cleaner in the house. Me and Ella, yeah. I clean. I yeah. clean. I'm, I love cleaning. I'm fucking good at it. There you go. But like, if someone said. Steph's the but handyman. If, but if someone saw me. I'm not a handyman. If someone if, if someone saw me being like, oh, Ella's what's for dinner tonight. They, they could be some circles being like, oh, that's fucking that's disgusting that you yeah. still get your wife to cook. It's like, no, 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 no. She cooks because she's better at yeah, it than me. We've worked I, out I, a I clean. Here. I clean. That's yeah. the balance. But you've ignored. You didn't even ask if no, I clean. No, no, no. You used to assume that it's because she's the one. You're actually being sexist because you're trying to adhere to these fucking things. Yes, yes, Joel Selwood was dipping his wife's head in a bucket and mopping her, but maybe he vacuums. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
Maybe he's yeah. on the fucking maybe vacuum. She turns, maybe he's on the Dyson. But maybe mate. she turns him into a vacuum at another time. Exactly. You know what I mean? Maybe she puts him. You just haven't seen maybe footage she of it. Sexually, maybe she sort of you know treats him as a sexual object. Gets him cooking in an apron and nothing else. Maybe she walks him around the house on a lead in a dog collar. No one, you don't know. Spanking his ass for a laugh. He wants to do it. Yeah, he's into it. He, he said loves yes. It. But this bloody hullabaloo, dude, where he's had to delete it, pedestrian of all places. Is anyone surprised at that no. fucking shithole of a of a publication on, uh, you know, online has written something? Some chicks written it being like, "This is just so not okay, Joel Selwood." Blah blah blah. Like, fuck you. Now, is it? But why didn't she? Why didn't she? Uh, why didn't she say as well? Bring the wife into it. Like she should have addressed her too, who was part of the gag. Well, that's not it, just right? it's not Joel's gag. The, if the wife should be equally as complicit in this, if <laughs> yes. she if there's something wrong with it, then the wife as a woman is doing something wrong. Yes, which it just looks like they're just having a fucking great time. I thought it was a good gag. I was like, oh, that's funny. It's people, it mate. It's people fucking having a giggle, like, especially in COVID isolation times, mate. Isn't laughter the best medicine? I've heard that, Eddie. That's what I heard. That's why we're getting millions and millions of downloads every day. Because laughter is the best medicine. That's why I look so youthful. Yeah, that's it. That's why this skin is maybe a little red and psoriasis at times, <laughs> punters, dribblers, but... But tight. it would be far worse. It'd be even worse. It'd be far worse. Imagine if I wasn't laughing every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd look like, you know, late, or I mean, so the very early stage is Benjamin Button. Why are the punters and the dribblers so healthy and virile? Yeah. Because they're giggling nonstop. That's right. That has a lot to do with the Punters and Dribblers page as well, which I would encourage every PND worth their salt to join. It is the fastest growing social platform. Oh, it's on growing. The planet. Oh, it's growing. It's good to see. Very good to see. Some some PVL memes actually have been popping up today, which I was uh, uh, thrilled to memes, see. Memes on the P's and D's page are probably the best on the internet. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> That's unquestionable. That's unquestionable. Like we said, laughter the best medicine. So if you're feeling a bit run down, jump on there. Look, have just, we have any of the punters and dribblers had COVID? I don't know. P's and D's, reach out if you've had COVID or someone you know has. And did laughter get you through? Did laughter get you through? Did laughter heal you? Now, if I can roast a little here, <laughs> has anyone at the NRL or the you know the the government looked into Hello Sport potentially being a cure for coronavirus? Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make assumptions, but evidence is strong. I haven't seen one P or D. If we if I took the anti vaxxer uh train of thought and I looked at it as it is, I'd go No one I know that listens to the podcast has had it. So by extension <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one. Well done, mate. <laughs> you still got it. Wrong. By extension I think we were onto something. But um, look, just back to the an- <coughs> oh, fuck. Back to the anti-vaxxer thing, just quickly, because this also is impacting our great club in the Manly Seagulls. We've got Dill of Dylan Walker fame, Adam Fanua Blake, scariest man in rugby league, bar none, by a country mile, and then Marty Tapao. They were all anti-vaxxers. Now Marty has since had his because Marty was like, "Oh, I just get really fucking sick off the flu shot, so that's why I was saying I won't have it." But, you know, now that I've seen the hullabaloo it's caused, yeah, give me the fucking thing. Don't know about Adam Fanua Blake's scariest man in the game, but I do know that Dylan has very much jumped onto the anti-vax pro-choice, they want to call it. And it's like, yeah, dude, we're all pro-choice. You just, we're also pro you not playing if you fucking, uh, if you want to do that. But Dylan, now, 
concerning for us because Dylan is a, you know, he's one of the better players in the Manly side, but is he causing more trouble than he's worth at Manly? <laughs> like, is it like, listen, bro, like, well, again, I, but, I, got... but I, I like him at six, Tom. That's the problem. Yeah, I like him at six as well. But like, he just, there's a lot of dramas with Dill. And I'm like, you're good, dude, but are you good enough for me to... To start yeah. bending over backwards for Look, you. Look, he, he has he has brought trouble through the door. I'm not gonna <laughs> yes. I'm not gonna shy away no, from that fact. Where trouble follows Dylan. He yes. does. When he's on his when he's on his A game, he's a tremendous footballer. But yeah. we've said it before and we'll say it again, Tom. If you're not gonna get on the train, get off the train. To the moon. Well, not the train, the, the rocket <laughs> the to the rocket moon. Sh- yeah. Then you're not coming. No. That's fine. That's cool. You won't you're not a space traveller. You're not a, you're, pff, you're not cut from the right cloth, mate. You're not cut from the right cloth, but yeah, Dylan. Look, you're running out of you're running out of chances. Uh, you're on your third strike. Yeah, you might be. You might be. You might be. And bro. I just don't think we need. Just get the fucking shot, bro, or or don't play. That'll really suck because we'd like you, but stop making it about you as well, bro. This is about manly. Yeah. And our return to the summit of the sport, which is another ring in another decade consecutively. Yeah. Deal. Deal. Uh, but anyway, I think that's... But shout out to Saint Peter. Well, on that, there's a, there's there's reports going around that Saint Peter is basically he's like he said he said something to this effect where it was like as a young immigrant kid growing up in southwestern Sydney or wherever he's from, Dior that one as well. Uh, rugby league gave me everything. I love the game. I watched the game. Live for the game. He's like, if I can get this game back up and running, I will have repaid my debt to rugby league, and I'll I'll be out. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. So he's going to come in and leave. He just That he, is biblical stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's giving his only son his life to rugby league and then he's out. Off. Yeah. See you later. Thank you. I got, I did. Because for Peter, for St. Peter, all of this is just about repayment. I'd be, I'd be surprised if he's even getting paid for this. Work. He wouldn't be. He, he wouldn't, wouldn't be. He wouldn't be on anything. And if he is, he's donating it. He's donating it all back into the game. Grassroots, yes. probably. Yes. Yes. He's like, oh, I'm done. So is he going to stay to the end of the season? Is that what he's saying? He's like, I just need to get this thing back up and running. There's apparently a TV deal that's going to be coming in, a new broadcast deal. Rugby Union can't even fucking get anything sorted. PVL, mid-pandemic, might have a new seven-year, $2 billion deal, I think. $2.7 oh billion dollar deal. God, he's good. Yeah. He's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Could you imagine? And then he's like, all right, I've done it. Rugby league's back. Greatest game of all. Secured its future. Secured its future. I mean, he's, he's slashing case. I think he's slashing 50, 50 million mil. at headquarters. Cutting, trimming the fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but he knows fat when he sees it and he, he trims. And he's prepared to trim, Tim. Yeah, he's Tom, had to, he's had to like. trim fat. Yeah, yeah. Has to trim fat, will trim fat. Yeah. Oh, God. This is getting this is getting more and more like a biblical tale, like another chapter to yeah. the Bible almost. Do you know what I mean? Yes. The third, the third what, testament. The third testament. The third testament. Old testament, new testament, third testament. Yeah, I'm third testament. I'm I happy mean, with. I'm happy to go with the third testament. And there's only one disciple. It's Saint Peter, Peter of the Landes, grandson of God, son of Christ. Yes, <laughs> that's what it is. The third testament, Saint Peter Volandis, grandson of God, son of Christ. Look, if punters and dribblers want to start writing chapters and putting them onto the Facebook page, punters and dribblers. Then we're happy for you to do that. It's not a direct. Not too long. Not too long. Well, you know what? If it's, it's unless it's good. No, as long as you want. Yeah, yeah. Go off, go off feel. Go off feel. If you've got the channel, God and right. and and Christ and Saint Peter. If they're speaking through you and you're a vessel for their <laughs> for their message, then fucking go for it. Yeah. 
Uh, and if you don't, then you don't. And that's fine too. Putters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's, it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... Uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month. And if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love ya. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe. Nay, the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I don't. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop. Bang, rosé on there, code manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler. And we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Uh, so the UFC, Eddie, was back yesterday. Dana White, PVL, cut from the same cloth. Some actually make the, the claim that Dana is St. Peter's son. The great-great-grandson, or the great-grandson of Christ. Oh, Look, God. Un- unsubstantiated. Unsubstantiated claims. Dana, grandson of Christ, great-grandson of God, son of St. Peter. <laughs> but Dana got the UFC back up and running with one of the fucking cards of the century. Unbelievable. It was, it was the best way for me to spend my Sunday late afternoon. So I tried to get lunch going early, Tom. That was and, a smart move for me. But you. I realised... That the card started at 12, not 2, which just threw all the plans out the window. All the fucking plans. And I thought, fuck, dear God, what do I do? So I bought the fight. I'm prepared to part with 55 bucks for sport when I haven't had any for that long. Yeah. And I thought, I remembered we'd done it in the past. We'd just paused it. 
and just let it ride. So I turned off my screensaver. I turned off like the display never goes off. They're like, that's not good for your computer. I'm like, I don't care. Just keep it as it is. And yeah. I'd keep, I'd like during lunch, I'd go in and press space bar and I'd play. And I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, we're, we're, all, we're on here. We're on here. Because you can't take any chances. No, you can't. Then I sit down and I plug it in and we're like literally two minutes into the first fight and it just pauses. And I was like, holy shit, what's happened here? Oh my God. Oh no. Because like on main event and shit, like you can't rewind no, it. You got to watch can't. it. You got to wait for it to come back yeah, around the which horn. Which is fucking ridiculous. Which is outrageous. But shout out to the UFC. And the 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 point is that they fight put the- pass. Fightpass.com. They put the they put the, the end user, the consumer first, Tom. Yeah. So I just got up another tab while I tried to load the other one. And I just thought, can I actually just watch this from the start? Sure as shit, there it was. Started from the start. Seamless. Perfect. Hats off to them. They run a seamless product yeah. and it's worth the 55 clients. They're very good at what they do. I was back and forth through the... So they had the prelims on KO mm. and that was like getting the day all ready for Mother's Day. So I'm like in the kitchen doing all the preparing. So that worked well for me because I was like... Prepping. Right, I can go and just get everything prepped and I can have it on and I can watch all the prelim fights and they were pretty good. Um and then once the main card started, I was fucked because that was when everyone was around. I couldn't really do anything. And at one point, Evie was, that's my daughter for the punters and dribblers who are uninitiated. She was being a little shit, not going to sleep. So I've gone into my room and I, into her room and I'm sort of, I'm trying to rock her to sleep and I'm like, it's taken a while. So I'm like, fuck, I got like, I'm in here for a bit. Let's just fucking watch some fights. So I've gone and I was, I just, look, I was streaming it illegally, sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't actually going to buy it. I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I'll just see replays on Fox and whatever. But I was like, shit, let's just get something up. And you know, when you're illegally streaming something, we've all done it, shouldn't do it, apologies. When you do, like, there's all these weird links and things that pop up and like, you know, it's... You, you got to close, like... You got to close all these other pop-ups. yeah. And, yeah. So I didn't realize that I'd forgotten that I was playing music off my phone via Bluetooth to like the speakers in the living room and something that I clicked on the, like the basically I clicked on it and it goes to another page. You then got to go back to the main page and it'll be playing. Right. Yes. And so the thing it went to was a lady pulling her asshole open and farting. And oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> so, what? so this like, <sighs> And I didn't know. I thought it was silent. And then, like, I've clicked back in. And then I was hearing the other room, like, what the fuck's going on there? And I still don't think anything of it. And then I go back and I'm watching the fight. And I'm like, oh, this is really good. Like, it's silent. It's I was getting ready to turn it down. So I didn't wake Evie up. But it was immediately silent. So I'm like, this is fucking great. Then I just hear them all in the uh, Steph in the other room going, stop watching UFC in there and put our daughter to sleep. And I'm like, how <laughs> in the fuck does she know what I'm doing? And then I just keep going. And then she's like, she's like bro. The UFC's playing. So, like, everyone's in the living room there and, like, Dominic Cruz has just been needing the head. And I'm like, oh, shit. Whoops. So I got caught out. But anyway. Oh, mate. Um, the uh, the main fights, really, for me that to talk about were... Did you end up watching Gaethje? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I watched it. I watched the full fight later on yeah, last yeah. night. But so is Francis Ngannou the scariest man to ever walk the earth? No one's scarier. For the 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 punter and the dribbler don't know, Cameroonian, he was working in the salt mines when he was like 12 or yeah, 11 yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. His he, old, and his old man was like a famous brawler in Cameroon. Was he a refugee in 
Paris or did he just emigrated there? Uh, I'm not sure, but he was homeless for like six years or three years or something. Unbelievable. Scariest man on the planet bar none. Yeah. Huge. Heavyweight fighter. Um, he basically has just been on a tear. I don't think he's had one fight go like beyond the first round. Mate, he... Was, he could, who was he fighting? He was fighting... Uh, his name is uh, Rosenstruck is his last name. I don't know his first name, but this guy, Rosenstruck, is like a former professional kickboxer. Shitloads more fights than Francis. He'd never lost. Uh, I don't know if that's... He had In the UFC, he'd never lost? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. He was a, he's a beast. But still, like, on the come up, whereas Francis is up around the top two or three in the he's world. He's two. He's two. Anyway, this guy called out Francis Ngannou. He was like, yeah, I want to fight him. It's like, no one's calling him out. No one, none of the top guys are all like, fuck that noise. This guy's punches are just, like, knocking people's heads off. And then, as per program, 20 seconds it took for Francis to knock him out. He's like, now he gets it. Now yeah, he understands. Now he's, and he yeah. had, like, a vicious knockout. The guy but it was, was, that, but the, yeah, but it was vicious. But he, he missed with his first. He missed with his second. He missed with his third. He got him with the fourth. And he, and just he dropped. dropped out cold. It's like, bruh, if you got hit with the first one, with the sledgehammer. Yeah. I honestly don't think men, a man could survive. Well, that. it's the only one that survived it, but I mean, it's considered like almost the worst knockout ever was Overeem, Alistair Overeem. Where oh, he's the like, uppercut. Yeah, where his head like got snapped back and he was like convulsing on the ground, which isn't cool, no. but it's the knockout was cool. Everything before the convulsions on the ground was sick. Yeah, yeah, it was sick. But it was like he was stiff for like five minutes. It was like, it was, Francis is just a different beast. But also in the knockout, I was listening to people talk about it today and like, I'm not a technical we aren't X's and O's no, here, no, no. but like you watch the replay, he's not throwing punches like a technical fighter. He's just swinging wide. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He's it's swinging. He's swinging from the hip. Like it's it's, it's chaos. Not, it's not technical. He's just fighting he's just all. like he's just like I'm going to swamp ya, and if one of these land, it's over. That's yeah. my game. I plan. have the power. That I just need to touch you. It's just Once. a gift. That's all it is. So I'm going to swing wildly, and then I'm going to. If I touch you, you go to sleep. You're done. So he did that. That was to uh, that was horrifying. Dominic Cruz against uh, against Henry Cejudo. That was the title fight. Dominic, former champion, Cejudo won and then retired. It did seem like a late, a, a, an early stoppage, a little bit, sort of, sort of is like sort, sort, of, of, sort of, bro. I I wasn't that pissed off with I it. I wasn't to be pissed honest. off with it. Dominic was like, "Look, I was getting back to my feet." That was the thing where I thought, and was I'm like, "Okay, sure," but you were getting pumped. 15, 16 unanswered strikes. Like, he at was what point? up to his feet. But it's the only thing. I know. Where I was but like, at what oh. point? It's like, uh, it's hard, you know? It is hard. It's a title fight, though, you know? Like, fuck, man. Do you just let him. Do you let him get up? It was still early in the fight. Yeah, but it's hard, for, it's hard for a ref, though, because then, you know, if he goes for too long and he gets absolutely pumped, then he looks like a sicko yes. sadist for letting yes. it go that Where long. Like, you know. Dominic Cruz, and I don't know if he said it like tongue in cheek or, but he was pissed off, but he was like. He oh, he said, was furious. No, but he said that in the post fight, like at some point since the fight's happened, that he was like, he could smell alcohol on the ref's breath. Alcohol oh, and cigarettes. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, is that legit or is that him just being a salty fucker? I think that's being salty, don't you? Well, it, I mean, it's... Surely they get tested, mate. They don't. The, the refs don't get tested for... At all? No. For nothing? No. Really? No. Well, maybe I'm wrong. That's like, that's the, I mean... You could be wrong, but I mean, it could. It sounds like a salty thing to say. Sounds salty as hell. Because if, if you really did, then you would be wanting to lodge a fucking legit complaint immediately, wouldn't you? I think so. I think that's salty rhetoric. I think it might be salty rhetoric. And then we go to the big time, Ferguson Gaethje. Uh, holy shit. Wow. I uh, Justin was... Humble brag here, but I did tip Justin Gaethje. It's in writing. It is in writing. I will confirm for the punter and the dribbler who doubt Tom... 
and my authenticity. But mate, Ferguson like just couldn't get into the yard. No, no, and Gagey, the only reason I tipped him was because you know listening to some of the experts who weren't necessarily tipping Gagey, but they were talking about how Tony is prepared to get hit to hit. Like, he's prepared to take damage. Mm. And Justin Gagey, when you look at all of his fights, just knocks people dead. Like, where he knocks everyone out, essentially, who he fights. Um, and, I mean, Tony just showed that he has, like, a sickening chin. He's because- got he's got one of the most sickening chins I've ever seen. The punishment he took trying to get in was brutal. Justin... Like, so brutal. To the point, amazing. Like, he didn't know where he was when that ref stopped that the fight. That final like, sequence, he was like... That was kind of scary to oh, see. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was frightening. He just got jabbed, and it was like he's shaking his head. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, what yeah. do I do? What's happening here? And you're like, like, trying to, like, wait, where am yeah, I? Like, it, was, it was troubling. And the issues you've had in the past, this isn't setting you up well at all, Exactly. Bro. This isn't a good thing to see here so but you know what of course ferguson lost though because we just never get the no, we'll ferguson never get, fight. Well, we'll now never get. we get gagey Khabib, though, which, which i'm, I'm happy actually with. Ha- yeah. i'm actually equally happy with so fuck gagey landed 143 of 197 significant strike attempts a 72 percent connection rate that's accuracy that's outrageous and it showed. Ferguson was a mess. Absolute mess, but significant strikes. Like, like, he got pumped for five rounds. Imagine getting hit in the fucking head that many times and that hard and still being there. Like, the just the idea of that is fucking terrifying. Terrifying, mate. Truly terrifying. I didn't mind, Tom, the fact there was no crowd. At times, I was like, oh, you could do with the crowd. But it wasn't too bad. That fight with crowd would have been... Unreal. Biblical. It, it would have been, been biblical. fucking ridiculous. Like, it wasn't as annoying as I thought it would be, no. but it also certainly wasn't ideal. No, it wasn't. I don't know why they don't just play fucking crowd effects. I mean, that's pure. I reckon they would have tested it. And it just would have been. And it would have been, scat. I reckon, yeah. They didn't have the commentators sitting next to each other, which was shit. I know. Which was weird. Yeah. It's like everyone's been tested, right? What are we doing? Let's just let this thing ride now, surely. Um, but anyway. Good stuff. Good stuff. Gagey, Gagey Khabib, and it could actually be even, like, people are saying that could be an even Well, before we go, one more fight story, Tom. Oh, okay. Obviously, scariest man on the planet still, in my opinion, Mike Tyson. Iron Mike. Shout out. He's like 53. Dior. He's back hitting the pads. Yeah, he's looking good too. He's looking real good. Looking real good. Looking unfucking believable in my opinion. Now, he he said he's prepared to come back. That was surprising. I thought he was always like, you know, I don't want to get back to that headspace that I was as a boxer. Now, whether it's he needs money or, or what it is, I'm not sure. But it's bought you know, the usual suspects out of the woodworks, uh, certainly here at home. Now, you've got to remember, punters and dribblers, that if Mike Tyson says he wants to fight again, you would have had people on all corners of the globe agreeing to fight him. Yes. But back here, you've got absolute dead shits like Paul Gallon. Well, listen... It's not that you don't. I don't blame the 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 former the 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 wealth of former NRL talent that we have to offer up to Mike Tyson for them being you know. It's insulting. It's insulting. It's the fucking media who at the moment are so bad and in such hot curry. They've got nothing to talk about that it became a fucking oh some Australia's top promoter has a million dollars for Mike Tyson if he wants to fight Sonny Bill Williams or Paul Gallon or Barry Horn. It's like. A million dollars, bro. A million dollars. Do you think that even moves the needle? No. Because, mate, 
Mike Tyson coming back, you're starting at 50 what's, minimum. Yeah, what's my, what's Iron Mike's net worth, you reckon? I know he lost all of it, but he's now got a fucking thriving Look at, weed just business. Go off, just go off career earnings. Well, yeah. no, because he lost all that shit. Oh, you're saying what is he worth now? Yeah. Wouldn't be worth that much, I don't think. Uh, he'd be worth more than a million dollars to fight Paul Gallen. But why would he? But the point is, a million is so short of the mark. Exactly. Like we're talking about Mike Tyson here, mate. Oh, look, they're saying that it could only be his net worth is uh, three million as of yeah. yeah I don't think he's got much money, but that's not the point. No, I mean three mil ain't bad, but I hear. You. Um, but the amount of money he could get for that fight yes. is so far beyond one million dollars. That's what's, that's my yes. point. Yeah, yeah. And he's not going to come back and fight Paul Gallen because, believe it or not, most of the world doesn't know who Paul <laughs> Gallen is. I know it's shocking. I know it's. I know it's almost unfathomable for the Australian media to, yeah. to think. Yeah. Like, that, how you know, is it that you think he's first in line, Paul Gallen, or Sonny Bill Williams? I mean, or really? Barry Hall, who have got like between them, you know, like seven professional fights. What else is sort of just like the the. The lack of respect the Australian media has for the Australian public to even write this article with any semblance of truth. Like, I mean, I'm sure they don't have any respect and it's not about respect. Of course they don't have It's no. about they're desperate and this is like uh, by any means necessary. I don't think there's any respect There's no there. respect. They treat you like an idiot. Yeah. By being like, oh yeah, Paul Gallen first in line, million dollars. Yeah, yeah, a million dollars. From Australia's top promoter who no one's fucking heard of. Mate, if Australia's top promoter relies on Anthony Mundine to sell fights, that says a lot yeah, about the promoter that says, and, the, and, and, the Australia. and then Australian boxing at large. Yeah, I mean Anthony Mundine's still probably the biggest draw card in Australian boxing, and he's like from a pay per view perspective, yeah, he probably he's is forty four years old, and he wants to fight again. Yeah, like he's fighting Michael Zarafis, or he was until the COVID came. You know what I mean? Mundine's now jumped on the the fucking CTER bandwagon. We know that. No, I know, but I mean, like, that's what he's dedicated a lot of his COVID time to. Of course. Because he can't fight. He wants to fight again one more time. Yeah, it, it was Michael Zarafis he was talking he about He shouldn't fighting. be allowed. It sh Like, who... It just goes to show that no one... Who's fucking signing off on that fight? Well, I mean, he's what... Because he's, he's still not that old. He's old. Bro, look, like... But, but he's old, but he's not... But sit 17. down and have a chat with him, mate. He needs money, bro. I'm just saying, like... It, Surely there's some sort of medical diagnosis that goes into like vetting if a fighter is fit or not. Yeah, like fucking what they think of the flu jab. That could be something. And anyway. It'd be interesting to see. if Imagine if they said to Anthony, listen, we've got a fight for you. It's against Horn, say, or against a big name, but you've got to get the flu shot. Well, that's the same thing like Bryce. Here. No, but like, I'm saying, does I think Anthony? I think Anthony jumps at it. I think the Chock's probably been having flu shots for a very long time. I don't think. I think Chock's, you know, anti-flu shot cone rhetoric has come very late in the piece <laughs> after plenty of punches. <laughs> All the best to you, Chock. That's fighting. That's fight sports, bruh. Eddie, very interesting news that came out today, and it was on. Via it was via Shane Watson's cricket podcast called like Talking with the Greats. Dior that I should have written it down, but I didn't, and I make no apologies for that. But he he was chatting with friend of the show Matt Hayden. Yes, friend of the show, you know, and Haydos said that 
what is it? Uh, what, what's it? Lessons Learned with the Greats podcast with Shane Watson. Um, and Hados said that his career, he owes almost all of his success or, you know, the revival of his career to Tom Cruise and his, uh, you know, memorable role in uh, The Last Samurai. <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you mean? I should probably just read some quotes here. Read some quotes, mate. You've you've got me on. I've, I've got, you've yeah, baited I've me. Got you've your, hooked me. So he's credited Cruz's 2003 blockbuster for helping him achieve his mental focus. That movie was ridiculous. Hey. The last samurai was Hayden a white said, guy. Hayden said, in a scene where Cruz's character goes down in a one-on-one -on -one combat and changed shortly after to clear his mind and thoughts... Let me read that again. In a scene where Cruz's character goes down in a one-on-one -on -one combat and challenged shortly after to clear his mind and thoughts, the former Aussie batsman revealed how that moment was a real eye-opener for him. Hayden said that that scene changed my career forever, challenging him to incorporate the mental side and the focus into his own profession. The mental aspects of the game, which transfer over to the physical aspects of the game, there's a stillness and a beauty in, a, in batting, which is a meditation in itself that we all miss still to this day. That connection purely around having nothing but an empty vessel to work with so that you can absorb and retain information quicker. Because it's all about the reaction time. It's about the early pickup. It's about being really settled in the conditions. It's about being confident and personally satisfied. He's these getting are, he's getting all this. These are really difficult things and they're the one oh ones of meditation. You don't get any of those elements right. Uh if you don't get any of those elements right, before you know it, your mind starts going in a thousand different directions. Often to what it shouldn't be. He's getting all that from one pissy little scene <laughs> with Tom Cruise pretending to be a samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, it's the most like it's it's a it's an easy watch. I'm not saying that Tom's not good in it. I'm not saying it's not an entertaining movie. No, but like to be the premise where a white guy goes back and tries to fight and save the honor and the tradition of the samurai. Is that like, what as it is? If, yeah, is it like we need a white guy to yeah, help yeah, us? There's yeah. all these fucking undertones. That there. movie couldn't be made today. You'd have pedestrian no, all over. Yeah, it. you couldn't, mate. Honestly, you wouldn't be. You wouldn't get it through. But to to draw that that verbal diarrhea from one scene. Now, I'm not going to knock a bloke for where he finds inspiration. No. But, like... Imagine if you'd seen, like, Braveheart or something. Exact, Imagine how many runs he would like, have got. Like, uh, that's, that's my point. Like, if that's what gets you up and about and out of bed, like, you probably haven't watched any other movies yeah, since you need then. To, you you could have watched some other movies that got you real stiff. Like, mate, I've seen that movie, and that didn't get me stiff as a ball. No, that didn't get no, you... No, not like... Not like I can, I now know what I need to do to play cricket. Yeah. Is there any cricket in the movie? No, I don't think so. Right, so it's not like it's not like it's not like Tom Cruise tries to you know fight back with a with a cricket bat. Well, but like there's no I don't know if there was a Japanese cricket culture back then in well, the samurai days that that could have been in the movie. So this is purely samurai. It's samurai based, based. content. It's samurai based content. I've never and seen then, it. And then the samurais end up losing because they come up against. Uh, Machine guns, which in which cricket make... parlance is a quick bowler. I'm yeah. assuming. Sure, sure, maybe, and... maybe that's what it is. But except Tom gets mowed down in the end and dies. So, 
I mean, where does what does Hados feel about that? I don't know. How did that fucking? Well, he's, he he doesn't go to the end of the movie no. where his hero Tom Cruise Maybe is he's dead. Maybe he stopped watching it. He must have. He must have stopped he must watching. Have, you know what? You know what's happened? He's walked into the room when it was playing. He he was. Someone said, "Listen, have you heard of these things called movies?" He said, "No, I've never heard of them." And he put on the movie and he was watching. He was so transfixed, so taken by because the acting's pretty good. And it's his first movie he's ever watched. <laughs> And he gets to that bit and he goes, this is it. This Holy is my inspiration. Shit. And he pauses it there and never goes back goes to it. Goes in the backyard, picks up the bat. Picks up the willow and just bats his ass off and becomes a great Matt Hayden that we all know and love. Greatest opener of all time. But there's no way Tommy finished that movie. No. There's no way. Because otherwise... Because Tom gets mowed to death at the okay. end. Okay. No, spoiler alerts, punish dribblers. If you haven't seen it like me, I won't be watching it. But so uh, a machine gun comes in, shoots Tom who is essentially the, the, the batsman of the, the film. That, but he's the last surviving samurai. Everyone else has been mowed down, but Tom takes the most Tom's bullets. the last samurai. samurai. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, bro. I would, like, I mean, I guess we've got context for, like, 2020 vibes, but that just seems like the most... It's outrageous. outrageous. It's outrageous. Like, even when we're in 2020 and you've got The Rock holding on to a helicopter in one of the Fast films, right? Like with a chain. I still think that Tom Cruise being the final samurai is more ridiculous. <laughs> it's way more ridiculous. It's way more ridiculous. It's more believable The Rock could hold onto a helicopter as it flies yeah, yeah, no, by like, a chain. But, yeah, and, and not hang from a punter's dribblers, as in keep it. Maintain control yeah. of it yeah. like he's walking a dog. <laughs> walking the chopper. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know why I went fucking went Arnold with Arnold that. Arnold there, that was a mistake. They're both big guys. Yeah, they are big guys. But I got it wrong. Arnold says chopper. Uh, I put my hand up. I got yeah, it wrong. Yeah, you got it wrong. Anyway, but though. as to think for a second that Tom was the last samurai, no, or a samurai at all. <laughs> the not, guy's like four foot tall. He's not a samurai. I will say this: Punters and Dribblers, good bounce out movie. Mission Impossible Fallout. It's now on Netflix. Watch it. It's good fun. Is it? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad at Tom Cruise. Oh, I'm not mad at Tom Cruise. I'm just saying. I think that was a silly movie. Yeah. You didn't write it. You probably did, actually. <laughs> yeah, you might. But the I premise think he probably wrong. got it off the ground. I just think that the last samurai should have been a someone samurai. who was Japanese. Yeah. That's just my feeling. No, that's fair. And maybe he was like, I'd even get around if he was like a Japanese guy that you know was taken away from his home and he's returned and and, and, and raised, raised in Western in a different, society. In a Western society, and, and he goes back. back. Yeah. Sure. Learns the culture, becomes the samurai. But an American? A white guy? No. Tom Cruise? No. Top Gun? <laughs> that that guy? Look, you can't fly planes and, and be a samurai, bro. Nah. But look, I will say this, though, indirectly, you know, butterfly flaps, it, flaps its wings and a hurricane's created the other side of the world, the blood, butterfly effect. Tom Cruise inadvertently responsible for the highest test score in Australian history of 380. Is that... Is that That's, too long a boat to drive? No, 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 no. Well, not, not from what Matt's told us. No. And I'm going to take Matt at his word. Yes, I think we have to on this point because Matt is nothing if not, you know, a man of his word. Well, I think he's earned it, Tom. Yes. Through a sheer mountain of runs. Yes, for the nation. For the nation. Yeah. We have to take Matt at his word here that basically Tom Cruise is the greatest opener in Australian test cricket history. I mean, does, does or at least the mentor of. does Matt Hayden like you know second highest test score ever three eighty does he need does they need a bracket or an asterisk next to it saying Matt Tom Hayden, Tom Cruise played big role yeah yeah thanks to brought to you by Tom Cruise yeah yeah proudly presented by by Tom Cruise, Cruise. something's good something like that the big barrel chested Matthew Hayden slash Tom Cruise punish dribblers update Haydos's Wikipedia if you can. I and can't just, be fucked, but no, you no, can. no. Just put brackets 
Tom Cruise next to every time anything he does is No, mentioned. no, no. Brackets proudly presented. Proudly presented by Tom Cruise. <laughs> Matthew Aiden's test, highest test score, proudly presented by Tom Cruise. Yeah. That'd be great if you could get into that. Yeah, if you could do that. That'd be funny. But that's cool. Shout out. Thank you, Tom, on behalf of the nation yeah, yeah. For, for everything. And for Fallout. It's a good movie. Fallout. Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, sorry. Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, I will probably not watch it. Uh, Eddie, look, you and I, we kick Rugby Union when it's down. We kick it when it's up sometimes if it needs to be kicked, but we kick Rugby Union. I've got bruises and broken toes from kicking this fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I need I, to wear shin pads now. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's getting tough. We're booting the fuck out of it. But I'm taking off the boot. I've got my feet nice. And I'm now picking Rugby Union up a little bit here. I'm actually helping them up. Good. I was very pleased to read that there is a chance that Rugby Union, in launching whatever revamped uh, season they're going to try and get off the ground in 2020, mm. which looks like it might be a national competition of just all the, the domestic teams. Plus Western Force. Yes, they're bringing the force back. But before that, they want to do like an NFL combine sort of thing with all of the Rugby Union teams, uh, like all of the top-line talent, just for a bit of a how are you? Just, yeah, but, Televise it. No, but just to fucking get some some good news stories. Some good news stories. Who like, can bench the most? Yeah. Oh, sick. I'd like some good content, right? Like yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. fucking, oh, it's watchable, consumable content that is different to the normal rugby league dross that you're fucking given by, you know, the powers that be. Now, you'll be surprised to note that this apparently was not driven at all by any of the 11 captains that have recently overthrown uh, Rugby Australia, but player-driven. Good. Yeah. Good. It's a good idea, It's a great man. idea. And I tell you what, I watched the shit out of that. Yeah, fuck yeah. Imagine that. Like, Who's got just... the best 40-yard dash? Who's got the best vertical leap? Yeah. Uh, like the fittest. You know, you get them doing some, one of those, like, uh, you know, beat uh, test. Beat test. You took the words out of my mouth. Imagine if that's the... not in it, if the beep test isn't in it... Well, then we'll be kicking it again. I'm kicking it. We'll be stomping that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Because that's an opportunity missed. That is an opportunity Mate, missed. Mate, as if you wouldn't tune in to watch the best rugby union talent in the country do the beep test. That would be amazing. Rugby Australia, look, I know that we're on very shaky ground in a relationship sense. You know, it's not breakup stuff, but we're on shaky ground. Please... Please, and to the hosts of Rugby Union Dribblers that listen to this podcast, as well as the professional Rugby Union players that listen to this podcast, shout out to Billy Meeks, who I think was uh, appreciative of our bald support last week. Uh, <laughs> please, speak to someone at Rugby Australia, or if it's the players that are pushing this thing and get a fucking beep test in there. Because not only is it great to watch, but it's going to allow the punters and the dribblers, the fans... To, to compare themselves to these athletes. Who, who am I up against? Am I am I a Curtly Bill type operator? Am I a Rob Simmons type operator? Where, 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 do, I where do I sit? Where do I sit on the scale of, of great rugby union talent? Now, it, if you think that you would look at the NFL Combine and go, we'll just do the exact same events. No. It, it's an opportunity missed. That's you need to put it, you need to sprinkle a bit of Australiana it's onto that, It's got to be Australiana on there. Some barbecue sauce or whatever. What's an Australian condiment, Eddie? Barbecue, as I said it, I realised couldn't be less unique to the country. Tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. A beautiful chutney, mate. <laughs> Homegrown chutneys. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. A beautiful, homegrown, Australian, Australian chutney. chutney. 
all over this combine. Lather it up. Yeah. Oh, baby. Don't, and, and don't miss any. No. Don't miss a bit because no. you've got an opportunity to lather this thing up, make it look tasty, make it look edible again. Yeah, exactly. Because for a long time... Don't Americanize it. Don't no, no, make no. it an American... Don't do... If you do, if you do yards, if you do 40 yards, it's got to be like a 50-meter dash yes. or whatever. But don't make it... You can it, do 40 meters 40 if you meter. want. If you want to do... But do it as meters. Yes. Yes. And do 100 kilo bench 100 press. 100 kilo kilos. bench. You know, your beep vertical test. leap, beep test. I mean, there's a million other things you could throw in. I can't think of them right breath now. Breath hold. Throw in a bit of Hello Sport there. How long can you hold your breath for? Yeah. If you're on the bottom of a ruck. Good stuff. Good honest stuff. Kicking. Who's got the longest boot? Yeah, yeah. It's all good stuff. The longest boot's a good one. Like that. See, now you're starting to get somewhere. you got the Australian chutney all over this Yeah, there's uh, you get some real chutney on this thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, and is chutney I'll, an Australian condiment? It is now, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if it, if I'm, I don't know why it wouldn't be. I haven't had chutney anywhere else. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where else in the world have you sat down and they've given you a beautiful, beautiful bowl of chutney to do what you want with? Fucking nowhere I've ever been, brother. Nowhere I've ever been. It's all sauces, mate. It's rubbish. <laughs> what is a chutney? What is it? What do you mean? Like, what is it? What's in a chutney? What makes something a chutney as opposed to it just being like a fucking... Well, it's obviously like sauce, but then they put like... Uh, they <laughs> marinate like different, like, you know... Uh, you're, fucking, you're not really coming at me with Fruits it. and shit. There's like sultanas <laughs> in there and like onions and shit like that. You know what I mean? That's what they put in there. It's like fruits they put in, you know? Uh, I don't know what the term is where they like like pickled stuff no almost. No one knows what a fucking chutney is. I defy anyone to tell me what a chutney is. That's what it is. It's like pickled fruits and shit. <laughs> And they put it into a beautiful sauce, and it's a it's a marriage of of the country uh, and the nation uh, and our yeah, great right. produce. So it's basically, it's just all the great Australian producers rolled into, into one condiment. Condiment, perfect. You know, I'm not even going to look. And it, it up. goes, it goes with anything. Yeah, goes with chicken, goes with fish, goes yeah, with yeah. beef, goes yeah. with lamb, goes it's with the, pork. It's a, it's a utility sort of. Goes uh, with halloumi. Goes with fucking tofu, mate. Really. Yes. My granddad used to make chutney. You could have it on a roll, brother. Just chutney on a yeah, roll? You a chutney could. roll. You could have a chutney roll <laughs> if you were that sort of character. If, you got, if you're if you a certain type of way. Mate, I'll give you the hot tip. After a good roast, go go make yourself a nice oh, chutney yeah. roll. Fresh roll. A fresh roll. Fresh chutney roll. Okay. Something to think about. <laughs> Something to think about indeed. Oh, I think that's rugby union. Yeah, it is rugby union. A couple of things before we go. A couple of things here. Uh, we obviously said at the top about the Dribble podcast. So, again, that'll be out later in the week. We'll do a bit more. Now, we haven't really asked for anyone to reach out for a while. Haven't needed to. COVID times. We like to do our podcast in person. But, you know, this one's a little different. Now, obviously, uh, most of you will remember the fact that we were, you know, friend of the show, Kelly Slater. We uh, we bagged him out because he got Donald Brabman's name wrong. Donald Beeman. I don't want to go back through it. If you don't know Dior, go back and listen to podcasts. I hit up Kelly the other day. Kelly is living in Because we're mates. We're mates with Kelly now. Kel's a friend. 
Kel's living in Australia currently during these COVID. He's been here for like eleven weeks. He's been so. here for ages. I think he he Australia. He came down for the chutneys. He came for the chutney and the waves and the babes. Chutney, honeys, and and waves. Kel, look, yeah, he's got a he's a he's a he's a big dick. But we would like <laughs> Kel. He's the biggest dick in the in the ocean. I think he's the biggest dick in the ocean. It's blue. It's it's Kel then blue whales in terms of dick size. Mm. But we need Kel to reach out. Yeah, We're we going to try get Kel on for a yarn, even if it's via Zoom, Skype, you know, whatever. I've already slid into his DMs and he knows we're coming for him. Yeah, look, and it's, it's, we just thought it's about time that we rally, rally the punter and the dribbler yeah. for another edition of Punter Power. Yeah. See what we can get done. That's now, it. as we said before, the biggest dick in the ocean, he, he, he's, he's bigger than the blue whale. So this is not going to be an easy catch. No. We need it all hands on deck. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't, no single punter or dribbler can wrap their mouth around this. Now, I would say this, I would say this. Now, obviously, Kelly, a friend of the show, but yeah. Kelly, a big ego, right? Yes. That's why we're friends now, because we bruised his ego with yes. the Beadman we, thing. We, we pissed him off. We pissed him off. So I, I think that the angle here, punters and dribblers, needs to be a massaging, yes. a very gentle pulling of Sir Kelly into our grass. Yeah, let's not be rude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bag him because it's he's gonna he's gonna swim further out to sea with that rhetoric. That's it. That's it. It needs to be it needs to be a massaging of the ego. You're the to greatest. Get him to land. You're the greatest. We're the greatest. Two goats, same room. That sort of rhetoric. That's it couple of goats in the same room or on Zoom if you can't come Australians in. Australians absolutely adore you. That's You're the it. fucking man. So Donald Beadman, you know, but just all positive things. Positive. Upbeat, positive vibes. And, you know, come on, Kel. Do this one for Australia. Come on, Kelly. Come on, come on. Yeah. Do this one for the nation of Australia. The nation's hurting and we need you. Like the nation has taken you in during COVID, it is now important that you, Kelly, now give back to the nation. Yeah. We're the voice of the nation. You are the punters and the dribblers of the nation. There's a beautiful synergy. Yeah. Kelly owes us. Kelly owes us. So, Kelly, please reach out. Officially, we know you You listen. We've officially already, you know, this is our official asking of you to reach out. But the punter and the dribbler need to slide into Now DMs. we need the P and the D to slide into Kelly's DMs. Leave comments on his IG. Uh all of the things that you can do, but Kelly does evidently go through his Instagram messages. With a fine tooth comb. We'll leave it up to the punter because they usually get it right. They, they do. usually get it they right. They usually get it right. I mean, look, Kurtley Beale, now a dear friend of the podcast. Dear friend. Dear uh, friend. Angus Crichton. Dear friend. Dear friend. Uh, Drew Mitchell. Dear, dear friend. friend. Uh, Jamie Sauer. Dear friend. Have we got friends? We've Have we got friends? we got friends everywhere. Bill Harrigan. Friend. Just a really good Brett friend. Brett Fringe. Friend. Friend. Brett Finch. Shout out, Frenchy. Finchy. Anyway. Kelly Slater, please reach out. That's the new target, punter dribblers. Punter power. Respectful punter power. But forceful, respectful punter power. Uh, I think that's it, though, Eddie. I can't think of anything else. Hell of a show, missed. Tom. Look, uh, are we fucking... Are we, you know, are we holding up our end of the bargain? Yeah. We are. We're holding up are our end. Are we turning end. up here twice a week? Giving the punter and the dribbler what they want? Yeah. Making sacrifices? Yep. I won't see my daughter today, guys. She's gone to sleep before daddy gets home. Sacrifices. That's a, that's a sacrifice. That's a, that's his newborn daughter. That's my daughter, you fucks. And I'm letting her go to bed without a kiss from dad so that I can get the essential information out to the P's and D's. Mm-hmm. Chutney. Mm-hmm. Chutney. Condiment of the nation. Condiment of the nation. Could you two just not talk anymore?